Welcome to Tech Live. Stephanie Christopher here, CEO of the Executive Connection. We connect leaders with a trusted network of people who help them succeed. Steph, I think the last couple of years has forced a lot of workplaces to talk about digital transformation, but I'm not really 100% sure exactly what the terminology means, so I'm glad that you've got a guest in here to explain things. Good. We'll leave it with us, Leah, because I think with my guest, Rob Kincaid, we will have a lot of answers for you today. So Rob is the co-founder and CEO of Chasm Digital, as well as the director of Do Today. Rob's focused on helping business leaders go from idea to outcome and accelerate their digital transformation to drive customer experience excellence. Rob has a big background. He's worked with big companies across Australia and New Zealand. And I always love to say it, he hails from Seattle. So it gives you a bit of cool cred, I think. Rob Kincaid, welcome to Tech Live. Thanks, Steph. Awesome to be here. Good. Good to have you here. You know, it's a bit of a thing, digital transformation. I'm wondering for small businesses how important this really is because they've just survived the last two years. Everything else is hitting them now. Why is this important for a small business? I think there's two key reasons. One, uh, customers have changed fundamentally in terms of how they search, look for options to solving problems, look for ways to shop, consume, etc. Um, so that's a Reason number one, the customers have just fundamentally changed in terms of their uh, usage of digital technology to just run their day-to-day lives. Mm. And secondly, uh, employees have changed dramatically, staff, you know, and, and particularly with, um, you know, the next generation, the next kind of cohort of, of, of the workforce entering, you know, again, we're digital natives. Mm. So they're just, they're just expecting things to be swipeable, to be simple, intuitive, easy to use. You put them in front of a green screen. And it's, uh, it's a bit of a shock to their system, which isn't a good thing in terms of how you run the shop and, and have an employee experience. Okay, so why don't we take a step back? So I hear what you're saying. Customers have changed, your people have changed, the world's changed. What does digital transformation mean? I'm assuming there's quite a continuum here. Yeah, 100%. And it's, it's very much multifaceted. A lot of people think of digital as, as marketing. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. obviously there's lots of great things that digital does with, with reaching your audience more effectively. But uh, our, our point of view and my personal point of view is that digital is really about digital business. And there's, there's at least eight different dimensions of digital that I like to really keep tabs mm. on. And thinking about it from a whole of business standpoint, yes, you know, how do you reach your audience, attract customers, retain, retain customers, uh, critical for any business. But um, the, the things you can do with improving your operations, your operational effectiveness, mm-hmm. your, your, your cost management using today's digital technologies is, is really exciting and really cool. And of course, when you think about things like delivery, fulfillment, um, executing on, on arrangements in place with, uh, with your customers, uh, you can just do it so much more effectively and seamlessly using contemporary digital technology. And that's, again, great for the team, internal operations, but ultimately the customer experience is not just what's experienced on the front end through a marketing campaign, but mm. what's really delivered at the end of the day. And that's really what leaves that that lasting impression that keeps those customers coming back and, and talking about your business, which drives that advocacy, which is super important. Does this cost a lot of money? It's one of those how long is a piece of string questions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's certainly, you know, businesses that do need to invest a lot of capital to transform and become future fit. But I, I think the, the the real winners in this space work out a very measured approach. They work out 
how to make sure they're getting good returns with mm-hmm. the you know with the spend that's being put into a transformation and really identifying those quick wins uh, that can drive some rapid ROI and and then really taking stock and reevaluating. We're we're kind of in a different paradigm now. We we like to say change has changed. It's no longer about kind of you know devising the the big grand um, you know strategy that's going to be really hard for five years then out comes nirvana because yeah. we we know that that ends in tears in a lot of cases yeah. um it's really about having a lightweight agile approach to you know getting going on some stuff that's very concrete very tangible um can show some results build some confidence build some digital dna along the way and then take on some of the bigger chunks once you've got that bow wave of momentum and make sure that the the results and the returns are flowing through in a proportional way I love that change has changed because there was a whole body of work about change. It was a a thing for sort of 25 years or so people have talked about. You've dropped in the word agile and a lot of people will know what that means, but just give us the one-on-one on how you can approach something like this with agile methodology. Yeah, great. Agile is really just about starting small and really focusing on kind of the the – the, the most basic unit to prove or disprove ideas, theories, beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea is rather than trying to build a Taj Mahal before you know that anyone actually wants to go into a Taj Mahal, yeah. it's about saying, well, let's let's go build the smallest thing we can build to see if this is going to make our customers happier, if this is going to help our employees you know, have a better day on the job and do a better job. Mm-hmm. And if the answer is yes, then let's let's extend that out. Let's let's add some more features. Let's put some more data into it. Let's roll it out across the whole business. But it's a it's it's a really popular concept because it's it's a great way to mitigate risk. Mm. Mm. Starting small sounds good. Let's apply this all these concepts to a real world kind of example. I'm giving you thinking time now before I ask my actual question, so you can make one up or tell us of someone you've worked with. But how can you start small to make sure that your precious investment is worthwhile? Yeah, it's a great question. So uh, one of my other um, uh, businesses that I'm a, a director of and, and a chairperson for is Beer Love, which is a, yeah. it's a kind of a high growth startup, Beer if you will. Beer Love, yep. Beer yep. Love, one word. We're trying to kind of change the vernacular. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's um, basically Beer Love is a, a disruptive play in the craft beer space. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that uh, there's all these amazing independent craft beer breweries making great beer, yeah. but they can't get their beer on tap at the corner pub because the pubs are locked up by the big beer companies. Uh-huh. So there's a real gap in the market. And uh, what we set out to do when we launched Beer Love was to really validate that, yes, that there's an audience out there that wants to have beer on tap in places where they can't get it today. Beer on tap at home, beer on tap at the office, beer on tap maybe at the local pizza joint that they go to. Yeah. Um, so that was our, our core belief, um, mm. but we needed to test it. We needed to build something to prove that. So we, we, we built what's called an MVP, minimum viable product. It's a very basic website. Uh, we used kind of low code software tools to do it on the cheap. Um, this is our own money we were investing. There mm-hmm. was no, no business case for investment from investors at that point because we didn't, we hadn't proved anything. So we, we built a very low code MVP website, um, literally did the photo shoots, created the content ourselves in my business partner's backyard with with our wives and some friends, yeah. uh, threw it together and launched it and started running some basic campaigns, even letter drop, you know, leaflet droplets into, into neighborhoods to see if people would come to our website and sign up. And what we learned is they did. And um, 
and that was across a number of different segments. Um, we actually got a little bit more specific on what segments we're going to have the, the most uptake. Tell us what you mean by segments. So I guess the, the different customers we want to reach. Yeah. So there's obviously the, the customer at home. That's more of a, of a B to C yeah. business to consumer. Mm-hmm. But we also discovered that businesses wanted to have beer on tap. Mm. These are, you know, it could be a, a, a law firm or a digital agency that wants to get uh, people back into the office post-COVID. Yeah. Uh, it could be um, a big office in the CBD that's just trying to create a great, a great relaxed experience on Fridays. Um, some offices want to have a lot of uh, clients in for ho- hosting. They want to have something that's a little bit different than the, mm-hmm. the competition. So, so we, we discovered that there was a high demand for beer on tap. Mm-hmm. Um, in those places. And once we got that validation and we were able to get a little bit more targeted on on what parts of the market we could get the most traction with, then we could build that out and, and extend our capability and, and what technology we were investing in to go win with those, those segments. Mm-hmm. And that gave us the information and the data to then go and raise investment funds. Uh, which has now now been completed. So now we're building out more advanced technologies, but we're doing it with the confidence that um, we're responding to what we've seen in the market as clear things that people want from us. So a few things here. One is though I say about innovation and entrepreneurship is solve your own problem. So your own problem was you want a beer on tap. Basically, that was your own, you solved your own problem by coming up with a company. 100%. And and now I've got beer on tap in my basement, which is a bit of fun. Onto you, onto that. Number two, we don't normally have people sort of um, advertising their own wares on Tech Life, but I think it's a really interesting story. So we'll keep going because it's a good worked example. Number two is you started with the customer. You started by testing what people wanted. So as you say, you wanted beer in your basement but you didn't know if anyone else did. So you were testing your assumptions early on before you went hard and invested any money, in, a lot of money into it. 100%. And in fact, the current form of the business is what we call a pivot from the original idea, yeah. which we, we got out and tested. And what we learned is that we didn't actually have it right. What we thought was going to win with mm. the market was okay, but... Um, we had some real clear insights that came out of those kind of early offerings that said, hold on, we actually need to rethink this whole model and, uh, and do what, do that pivot. And that's fundamentally changed what beer love's all about today. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's an important thing when you're embracing digital and digital transformation that you can't have a change project. Like you said, that took five years with a whole lot of MBA sitting in your boardroom to do it for you that you actually have to move pretty quickly and if something's not working, change or pivot very quickly. Exactly. So let's take another example. Something more broad, a small business owner who has survived the last two years but rec- and recognises this is a huge opportunity for growth and innovation and change. And they've made some things, you know, they've gone paperless or what have you. How would they start then with identifying what are the problems to start addressing from a digital perspective? I think first and foremost, voice to the customer. We, we all hear the terms and the jargon, CX, um, customer insights, et cetera. In a lot of ways, it can be a little bit more mysterious than it really needs to be. At the end of the day, it's just get out of the office, go talk to your customers. 
mm. right? And and sure, you know, do some surveys, um, capture some some metrics. That's super important. But um, if you can only do one of one or the other, I'd, I'd say just get out and talk to your customers and ask mm. them. You know, how are we going? How are we meeting your needs? What else could we do for you? Um, what would you love to have that we could we could put together? And you'd be amazed because people are pretty straightforward, and that's super actionable. Mm. And of course, the other side to it is really harnessing all the smarts you got in house. Uh, yeah. You'd be amazed at how many people work for a company and feel like they really don't have much of a voice, a seat at the table around ideas and, and suggestions. And when you actually give them that uh, empowerment, uh, you're going to just get some, you know, some amazing, amazing ideas because they're in the business. They know the business but they also have lives outside of the business. They, they're learning about things. They might have a second job where they're exposed to different tools or technologies. And they say, hey, you know, why don't, we, why don't we get rid of the whiteboards and use Trello boards? It's always on. It's in everyone's pocket. You know, I do this at my other job, and it's super simple. Mm. So I think between the customers and the, the people that work within the business, you've got a war chest of insights. It's just about tapping into it. Mm, I really like it. The answer's there. You just need to uncover them. Okay, so that's the voice of the customer, some input and really good ideas from your own people. How do I know what techno- what what technology am I going to start with? That's really one of the hardest things we find for most mm. business uh, leaders is just where do I start? Because there there are so many places and, and uh, you could go and there's so much new things to, to learn about. And of course, because we're, we're still in this kind of exponential technology curve, um, you know, it's changing every day. Mm. So it's, um, yeah, there's, there's different approaches to that. Um, I, I think the first thing is to take stock. How digital are you today? And, and across multiple dimensions of digital, not digital marketing, but digital business. Mm-hmm. Do a bit of a digital selfie, if you will, mm-hmm. and, and really reflect on that. And then it's really important to consider, well, what do you want to do with digital? Do you want to be a bit more mature with your business and, um, you know, kind of take your current business model and make it more accessible, more automated, et cetera, for a bit of future proofing. Or do you have a bolder ambition? Mm-hmm. You know, we're in this really disruptive period of time. We're, we're in, you know, the, the trans transformation from one age to the next. And that's when everything in the world changes. You know, this, this window of time won't be open forever. So, you know, you're seeing some amazing innovations in very traditional industries where people are saying, look, you know, there's a better way to get building supplies out to the job site. Mm. You know, if I can get this amazing meal experience on on Uber Eats, you know, why, why can't a builder have something very similar to help them be more productive on the job site? So it's, it's just a really exciting point in time. And the art of the possible is, is uh, it's all there, but it's about, it's about really envisioning what that could look like and then working out what's the transferable capability from, from the primary business to go do it and does that stack up and then of course can you can you do both at once but for those that can um there's some amazing i think wealth creation opportunities in the market so first of all let's make a decision is it digital maturity that you want to focus on or is it absolute innovation and transformation exactly can you do nothing I think that's a very risky path to take yeah. um, because the competition's changing dramatically. The, the the markets are changing. Industry lines are being blurred. So uh, doing nothing, uh, I think, is highly risky in today's environment. Do you have to start with maturity or can you launch straight into a big, bold ambition? Exactly, exactly. If you look at... Um, Netflix is a good example. This is going back a ways, but they when didn't Netflix try- was doing well. 
Yeah. 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 Sorry. Maybe, maybe not the best example this yeah, week, but yeah. uh, then again, most, most tech stocks are taking a bit of a, 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 of a hit this week. Look at Amazon as another good example, but um, I think, um, you know, Netflix didn't set out to build the better version of Blockbuster. Mm. You know, they set out to really fundamentally change how people, um, you know, find and discover entertainment and movies and shows and, and get that fulfilled to them directly. And uh, that's been incredibly disruptive. We all know the story behind mm. that. Mm. So, yeah, to, to answer your question, um, I think that's a, a really simple example. And can you do it in an established business, in a legacy business? Can you take that leap into something very ambitious from a somewhat standing start? Yeah, 100%. So, so we're working with a couple of different businesses uh, on, you know, on the Chasm Digital side where there are traditional businesses that uh, have been very successful, but, but the owners uh, have, you know, the operators have realized, look, you know, the world's changing and we want to, we want to get on the front foot. We want to go get some opportunity and, um, and we don't want to be disrupted. So, yep, let's, let's digitize a little bit with the current business, but let's really go create something bold and new. And tap into the, the wealth of information about the industry, the domain expertise, the, the supply chain, the, you know, the, the network around the, you know, around the sector uh, and go do something that, you know, someone who's a brilliant technologist coming out of uni could never do mm. because they just don't have that, you know, not only the, the business nows, but they don't really understand what makes the industry tick. Mm. Mm. I can think of examples also of people embracing something digital and it being set and forget well I've done that bit but it didn't really work you have to review and iterate and and keep developing don't you you can't just say I've made this digital change phew you're you're spot on Steph um it it goes back to what we said a few minutes ago you know change has changed Mm. um you know a, a lot of businesses have put in new kind of accounting packages or or maybe supply chain systems or ERP systems um, a lot of that's been kind of set and forget. Yeah. You do the heavy lifting and then you, you amortize it over eight to 10 years and yeah. you think about it again. With digital, uh, two things are happening. One, the technology is evolving dramatically mm. and, and that's not going to slow down anytime soon, but also the, the customer expectation, the customer needs are, are evolving dramatically. Mm. So it's really about being able to respond to that and kind of an always on capability. So um, not to use a whole bunch of buzzwords and jargon, mm-hmm. but you know we talked talked about the word agile before. That's really a big part of it. It's it's create a a small team of people that work together in a very agile way. The, the term that a lot of people use is multidisciplinary. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not you've got the business and IT and they're in two two different corners of the room and you know seldom do they meet. It's really about putting the the person who who's got the business insight and expertise and the commercial um, you know the the commercial perspective right next to the developer and uh, it's working through it together. And, and it's, uh, it's really exciting uh, because it really breaks down some of the barriers and silos and just mm. gets to an answer much, much quicker. But, but the point is uh, a lot of businesses put those teams in place and they're, they're an ongoing unit mm. and they're constantly, you know, every two weeks, every month, putting changes out mm. uh, to drive more and more value. Mm. Interesting. Okay. So we've heard a lot. We've heard change has changed. We've heard digital maturity versus ambition transformation. We've heard start with your customers, start with your team. Multidisciplinary teams are the way to go. Nothing new there. I want three top tips for a business owner to think about 
when they're considering embracing digital opportunities right now? Um, just to build on some things we've talked about already, I think um, those can be a bit repetitive. Uh, I think number one, it, it's it's start with the customer. Yeah. Um, if you don't if you don't understand what the customer wants and needs and deliver it to them in a great way, you're not going to be in business for long. Yeah. So that's a, it's a truism. And you look at other businesses that have been around for a long time. I, I've got a lot of experience with Nordstrom, where I mm. started my career in Seattle, uh, mm. who's I think one of the best examples on the globe of taking a very traditional business, been around for 100, 140 years, I believe. But actually embracing digital and and really changing the business to keep pace. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nordstrom never loses sight of the, the customer. Cu- famously, so okay. I think so that's start with the customer. Yeah, I think that's that's number one. I think number two is is uh, consider the the whole of business perspective. Mm-hmm. So again, kind of a, a little bit repetitive back to that point of it's not digital marketing; it's yeah. digital business. So think Go about ahead. all aspects of your business. Think holistically. Um, and and really look for those opportunities to to drive some some real value leveraging digital technology, and I think number three I'd, I'd say this is a little bit more esoteric, but I'd say just just be digital. We had this paradigm for many years thinking business it was it was kind of business business versus IT or business and IT. Yeah, and um, you know that that left a lot of opportunity on the table. I think it's really important for people to, to break down those barriers, just get get the sleeves rolled up, get right into the muck, learn the new jargon, learn the new lingo, and really understand what's happening under the hood. And I think most importantly, you know, as a business leader, embrace it. I mean, I think we all use Uber now, but yeah. I remember even five years ago, yeah. you know, so many people were still, hey, I'm going to get a cab or, you know, oh, our yeah. policy says we can't use Uber. Yeah. I mean, I was even part of a project with my former employer, EY, where we said, well, what if we did a lot of our, our business travel and used Airbnb? Yeah. Um, and it turned out we could save 30%, 40%. Yeah. And you apply that across a multi-billion, multi-country yeah. you know, you know, multi global country it, or company. It's pretty exciting in terms of the you know, value opportunity. But I think more importantly, it's just it's just about being digital and then getting that ideation that says, well, actually, what if we did a little bit of that for our monthly um, sales and operations planning process. Yeah. And we had kind of real-time data and we didn't have to wait for the meeting. We actually had things happening in advance and we we solved problems a week or two quicker. Nice. Really good. Okay, so number one, start with the customer. Number two? Number two is is whole of business. Oh, that's right, whole of business. And number three, be digital. I love it. What a great sort be, of slogan to be, end. Be the change. Be, be the change. Yeah, I've heard that one. I like it. A lot of interesting concepts and I really like the way that you've broken them down to their basic elements and it makes a lot of sense. Rob Kincaid, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Steph. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Discover more about tech at tech.com.au.